Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. As Michael K. said, pump your brakes, Buster. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Chris Canty, in with J. Will. And yes, there was opening day yesterday for everyone except the Mets and the Nationals. So they've had uh, their first two games postponed due to COVID-19. It's out of an, an abundance of caution, according to the league, uh, that didn't play um, – they're not going to play today's game. They had three players on the Nationals test positive for COVID-19. One more, a possible positive, uh, and they're, they're being rested. Now they have to go through all now the contact tracing and everything else that's going on. So we expect the Nationals and the Mets uh, to play Saturday, perhaps, if they can – uh, if they can play as long as everyone else uh, tests negative and they don't have any further problems. This certainly not the way baseball wanted to begin their season, but this is the world we're living in right now. But meanwhile, there was action all around the league. And here in New York, there was the Yankees. And Chris, just initial reaction, because this is what we do. It's one out of 162. And when you don't win game one, we just go crazy. <laughs> but when you lose it the way the Yankees lost it, which is something that has been – their Achilles heel, and I hate to say that because they have a million injuries, so now somebody's going to have an Achilles injury. But it just has been theirs, which is their offense, which is built for the home run or nothing, high strikeout team. Literally, that's what happened. They were a high strikeout team. They could not get the big hit when they needed it. They got one, Gary Sanchez, but how many opportunities they have to win that game? Easy. How many times they just need one good at-bat to get that win? They don't. They lose to the Blue Jays in 10 and it's just sort of that concern about the Yankees. They are that all-or-nothing offense that they continue to be. Yeah, it's frustrating, right? And, and I know that people will complain about the Yankees and how they've built this team from a philosophical standpoint. Does this lead to winning in the postseason? And let's be clear, that's how we judge the Yankee season, not what they do in the regular season. doesn't matter if they get 100 wins. It's about being able to get to the World Series and compete for championships. And they've come up short the last three or four years. And so Yankees fans want to see something different and with the Yankees starting opening day and setting a record for the amount of strikeouts in club history on opening day hmm. ain't exactly what you were looking for. 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. Bases juiced in the 7th for Aaron Judge. He can't come through. Bases, uh, runners at the corners in the ninth. And, and Aaron Boone did a masterful job of pinch running for Sanchez, putting Topman in the game. Topman steals second and third. So D.J. LeMahieu's up. He grounds into one and then ends up throwing talk, getting Topman thrown out at home plate. So it's just one of those situations where you want to see them come through in the big spots when it matters most. They had their chances late in that game yesterday. They couldn't come through, goes to extra innings. And because of the new rule with the runner starting at second, it teed it up for the Toronto Blue Jays mm-hmm. to take advantage of it. That's a great just, play by Biggio, by the way. I'm great starting play. to get worried about Aaron Judge. I really am. I got a lot of texts last night, and I got some from this morning from some really good friends who pay attention to everything the Yankees do. And it, it's starting to turn into this. Like, well, can we ex- – first off, a lot of health issues. Mm-hmm. But can we, can we expect him to be, like, that great player? Like, is he great? Is he great? Like, people are starting to ask that question. Bases loaded, seventh inning. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I'm an athlete. I'm not going to sit here and extract, an, like, I know, an absolute judgment off one game to start the season. Mm-hmm. But bases loaded, CeCe just talked about it, right? Like, being given up a double play after a ground ball. And then in the ninth inning, when you get struck out, like, it's – 
people are starting to ask those type of questions now with him, and it's, it's unfortunate. I, I think it's, it's fair. It's fair and unfortunate. For yeah, him. yeah, it, it is. And, and you know, again, the the play on the ball that he that he made in the tenth inning also was something that you look at. It's it's he should know that field by now. Mm-hmm. And the ball, like, did he did he take the wrong angle on it or whatever it was? But then yeah. the play, the, the Karen poorly yeah. led to the winning run. Now it would have been hard to get him out anyway. They had speed at second base, but. Bottom line is, is that he's, you know, when we talk about stars in New York, Aaron Judge already has become a guy that you would consider one of the biggest stars uh, of the New York sports scene. Now, the New York sports scene also hasn't had a championship since Chris Canny was playing football and <laughs> got a ring on his finger with the Giants. And unfortunately, Chris, that's a very long time ago. That's now. a long time ago, yeah. a decade ago. Don't yes. let him yeah. judge you, CC. Don't let him judge your age. What do you mean? He's saying that's a long. See what he's doing. He said he's doing. Long I see what he's doing. Ago. I see what he's doing. He's trying to drive a wedge between us. But your we're hairline is still though. tight. It's still sharp. It ain't that long. Do hairline. Why would you talk about his looks? Because right look at my hairline. That's the problem. I'm projecting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what's happening right, right. now. Yeah, yeah. Right. we're having a whole conversation <laughs> with about championships in New York, and you want to bring your hairline into it. But it also brings us to another conversation, and that is when it comes to stars in New York and New York has this cachet about being the biggest and the best of everything. And as I mentioned, it hasn't been for a decade, right? It hasn't. But you always have your stars, and the guys that really are the ones everybody's talking about. We just literally talked about Kevin Durant uh, in, the, in Take It or Shake It about whether he's even the biggest star on his team right now, which, of course, is absurd. But, Cece, we, we gave you some homework. Yeah. And we asked you, with all your New York experience, knowledge, and playing experience as well, uh, and also as a radio host, who right now? Give us right now. Your top five stars in New York sports. Now, you have to be playing right now. Can you ask me what you qualify as a star first? I I need to understand this. Well, well, it's everything, right? It's not only the production on the field, but it's the platform, the team that you're playing for, the importance of that team in the city, and then your swag and everything that comes with your brand. So that's what what qualifies star. And to try to boil it all down, Jay, back in the day when we were going to clubs, these are the guys that wouldn't have to wait to get in the club. Mm. <laughs> like, if all of them showed up at the club at the same time, who's getting in first? Like We're going to start with who's getting in last, and that would be James Harden and Francisco Wait, Lindor. wait, 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 wait. Wow. It's five, right? We did a top five. It's a top five. You can't do an end with little, the fifth ranking. It's you got to co- pick one. It's a little bit of a cop-out. Listen, they both just got here, right? I mean, James Harden was traded three months ago to the Nets, and Francisco Lindor was traded two months ago. They both just got here. One player has an MVP in the trophy case. The other one is capable of playing at an MVP level. But, I mean, both of these guys have will play a big role in their team competing at a high level this year. James Harden is leading the NBA in assists per game right now. The guy is a walking triple-double. He's unbelievable. And then Francisco Lindor just inked in contract for $341 million. Mm, how much? 341 That's a whole lot of cash. Yes. So, yeah, he's absolutely a star. And moving the list along. Wait, if I, if I know how much they spend before they go into a club, <laughs> James Harden and Francisco Lador are probably going to get in. They're probably going to get They're in. They're probably going to get in. They're probably going to get in. You know, like, James, I know how much they spend at the club. James, Hard- gonna- James Harden has his jersey hanging up in a lot of his <laughs> in. in Houston. He will get in. He will pay his way in. He will get in. He will get in. He will get in. All right, so now we're copping out at five. But we got two guys at four now? I mean, No, we, just, we don't have two guys at four. We got one guy at four. One guy, and you know him well, Al. This would be one Pete Alonzo, mm-hmm. the polar bear, first baseman for the New York Mets. In 2019, he set the rookie home run record with 53, 53 bombs. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. But beyond that, he has the awareness that you're looking for for a player in New York City. Does a lot for first responders in the community. But Pete Alonzo, Pete Alonzo 
is the fourth star on this list. And, you know, he kind of took a shot at another guy that's on this list, but we'll get to that later. Yes. All right. He did. Going to number three on the list, we have Kevin Durant. And, and Jay, I know you were wait. I know you were waiting for Kevin Durant because he is he is the second best basketball player in the world. Feels like he should be a little bit higher on this list. But listen, he's only played 19 games this season, right? He's only played 19 games. Like we need to see him out there on the court. Go ahead. I have a question. If he played for the Knicks, would he be number one? Mm. You know he'd be number one, Al. You know he'd be number one. That's why I asked the question. But that's why I said the platform matters. Mm -hmm. Him playing for the Nets is a little bit of a bump down. But he said the Knicks wasn't a cool thing to do when he signed with the Nets. Yes. Like he said, that's not what it was. He wanted to go to Brooklyn. And a part of that is being a part of the second team in New York City, even though they're probably the best team in all of basketball. Katie, I'm sorry. That's just what it is. Shout out to you and what y'all do at the boardroom, though. Major props for that. Going to number two on the list. We have running back extraordinaire, what? as Stephen A. Smith would say. Wow. Saquon Barkley. Saquon's if you really know him. Yes. I mean, came into the league, set it on fire, 2,000 yards from scrimmage, double-digit touchdowns. The dude is a beast. His second year, he followed that up with 1,000 yards rushing. Last year, wasn't great because he had the ACL injury against Chicago in the second game of the season, but he's still a huge star in New York City. When Nike's giving you your own brand for stuff mm. and, and you play with a helmet on, that's pretty impressive. So, Saquon Barkley, he would be number two in terms of star power in New York. He's so not waiting, then, he's not waiting to get in any club. Okay, if he no, wants no. to get the dream, he's got the private elevator all the way up to the club. <laughs> no right. question about it. So, all right, so if that's it's the case, so, like, just to too, reset, Chris already cops out on his fifth pick because he goes with James Harden and Francisco Lindor. We'll discuss that in a minute. Pete Alonzo, Kevin Durant, Saquon Barkley. So, at number one, the most – I guess the biggest star in New York sports right now is Aaron Judge. They've been playing baseball in the Bronx for a really long time, right? Why haven't they, Allen? They have really a long, long time yeah. in Yankee Stadium. Have you ever seen a player have his own section in Yankee Stadium? Never. All rise. Yeah, I mean, they have the judges' chamber out there in right field. Where does Aaron Judge play, Jay Will? Mm, right, field, right, right field, right field, right? Okay, mm-hmm. exactly. So Aaron Judge, when he jumped on the scene in 2017, I mean, it was unlike anything we had ever seen. You're talking about a guy that's 6'8", 280 pounds, hit, two, hit 52 bombs and led the Yankees to an ALCS. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. Only knock on Aaron Judge just can't stay healthy but I mean the guy is one of the best two-way players in all of baseball I mean he's a gold gulp caliber right fielder I mean he puts together really good at bats and beyond that he has the leadership intangibles that you would look for in terms of how he interacts with his teammates in the clubhouse and he sets the right example in terms of what the Yankee brand is all about so Aaron Judge he's got the most star power in New York City it helps being a part of one of the most visible sports franchises in the entire world, the New York Yankees. I mean, we saw what it did for Derek Jeter. Yep. And Aaron Judge is that next guy in line. All he has to do is just win some championships. All right, that's Chris's list. Same gift baskets. Anyway. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yes. What? Wow. No, no, no. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a gift basket. That's, I like a good gift yeah. basket every once in a while, CC. It's a good playbook to follow. Yes, it is. It's a blueprint. Judge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I, I'm going to say I did learn something about CC here off the top five list biggest stars in New York City. Mm-hmm. When he talked about Saquon, he said, no, no, no. He's taking the private elevator up to the, the club Speaking level. Speaking from dream. experience? Yes. Yeah. You have to know, <laughs> know about, about the private elevator. elevator. Yeah. I've been on it. I said, ooh, CeCe, let me find out about you. Low key. I see how you but move. But that's what happens when you win championships in New York mm-hmm. City. You get to go to the concert at Carnegie True. Hall with Jay-Z. 
you get to have that, that experience. You get to have you get to have the parade oh, through the yes. Canyon of Heroes yes. with three million people and the mayor giving you the key to the city. You mm. get all of that when you win a chip in Where New York. Where else Facts. do you get a story like that from Chris Kenny? Only here. KJ uh, KJ did That's it again. Respect. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Time for some straight talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run in the ninth good. Would have been better if it was a home run in the 10th, Chris, but we'll talk about yep. that later. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than other guys on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. So when we're talking about lists of anything involving New York sports, there's a guy we have to go to. It's a guy Chris and I know very well. Jay, I know you know him well as well. Don LaGreca, who is the co-host on the Michael K. Show on 98.7 ESPN in New York, has been a New York personality for well over two decades. In fact, their show, they've been doing it, they say, since 1947. Donnie joins us right now. And, Donnie, before we start going through Chris's list, I first have to ask you how you feel about Chris doing a top five and then having a tie (laughs) at five. Oh, come on. I mean, that was, unfortunately, of the laundry list of problems I have with that list, that was way down the list. Laundry list laundry of problems. List. Oh, yeah. Laundry you know, list. Yes. You know Don is going to dissect it now. Oh, my God. I'm going to break it down to a fine powder. <laughs> I love it. And then just throw it out. <laughs> love it. Love it. So, go ahead. I mean, what, what is your first problem, oh, other than the fact that he well, copped out with number five? Well, first what's of your all, first problem? First of all, first of all, all right, this is not Chris's fault, but this list is so sad. What's happened to our city, Alan? What's happened to our sports? Agree. I mean, think about this list, okay? You've got the tie for five with Harden and Lindor. Lindor has not played a game in New York yet. (laughs) And Harden has been here not quite as long as your introduction to me on the show. Wow. right? Alonzo's fine, but not here very long. Durant, hardly been here. Saquon's hardly been here. And Judge is always hurt. I mean, I'm just wondering if Canty decided to play a little longer, would he put himself on the list? Because <laughs> <laughs> at least he'd have rings. So at least so wait, he'd have a ring to show. So wait, Don, Ooh. if you were to retool that list, I mean, what would your list be? Well, see, that's the problem. I would, I'd find, I'd find a way to put Artemi Panarin, but that's my hockey sensibility. I get that. And now that ESPN actually has hockey coming up, I won't get disconnected for having that opinion. Right, <laughs> <laughs> where in God's name, Chris? Is Jacob DeGrom. Because when Jacob DeGrom's oh, trying to done. get in the club, they're going to ask for credentials to say, oh, wait, one pocket, Cy Young. Second pocket, Cy Young. Listen, I mean, come on, he's the best pitcher in baseball. Don, How is the best pitcher in baseball not on your list? Don, I, I love Jacob DeGrom, and you know I agree with you. I, I'll go as far as to say not only do I expect him to win the Cy Young this year, but, but I think he's got a chance to make a run in National League MVP. That being said, Jacob DeGrom, in terms of brand and star power, not necessarily that guy. In terms of being outspoken, having that, that charisma, the having recognition. That, that recognition, he just doesn't have Noah it. Noah Syndergaard might and have And I, I don't know that I want my starting pitcher to have that. I don't know if I How want him to be Noah Syndergaard. Exactly, yep. Matt Harvey. I don't want him to be the Dark Knight. Jacob DeGrom is the opposite of that, but because of that, I don't think he has the pop and the sizzle as the other guys on this mm. list. But being the best isn't sizzle? I'm not saying it's not, Donnie. See, Don, I'm here, not here's what I think's not. happening here. Here's what I think's happening here. And we're talking with Don LaGreca from the Michael K. Show in New York. And we're talking about a, a list of the, of the biggest stars in New York sports right now. And as Don said, and as Chris was reading them, I was thinking the same thing Don said. This is a really sad list. 
There's not a guy here. Like the only guy here with a ring is KD, and that was on another team, not a right. New York team. Yeah. And and it's it really does to- show you where we are with New York sports. But Don, I think you're looking at like Chris is looking at it from you know Chris's days as an athlete when he was single and would take that private elevator <laughs> and things that we didn't even know existed in New York. Whereas well, you're be looking at we, it, okay? Be careful with we. <laughs> things that I did not know existed here. Jay will, of course, will let us know that he knew about it. But it's the fact that, Donnie, I think you're looking at it as an accomplishment, sports stars yeah. among sports fans, whereas I think Chris is talking about celebrities. Yes, right? celebrity, you're looking at it yeah. as who's going to get on SNL. If, o- who's if Odell was still in New York, yes, Odell would be, be at the top one. of this list. Yes. So I, I just yeah. don't think Aaron Judge is at the top of that list. Isn't okay. It? I don't think I don't even think Saquon. Like when you say he's on the list, I, like I don't know him to be that big of a celebrity yet. Say yeah, but you see a lot of his jerseys at Giant Say Games. He's done commercials. Yeah, I understand. Huge. And fan. Judge has done some commercials as well. All right. Yeah. But you know, Judge isn't very outspoken. Yes, they made the judges' chambers at Yankee Stadium. That was more like the Yankees just trying to like stir things up. But I think a lot of his celebrity just comes with how big he is. And he hit a lot of home runs his yeah. rookie year. But I don't really see a lot of swag from him in the sense of just, I think he's kind of like Jeter. He's a little like introvert. He doesn't say controversial things. He, he's not out there. But, but here's, right. let me ask you this, though. Kevin Durant is on your list. Mm-hmm. And there's no question that he is a star because he's probably among the two or three best players in the NBA. But is he a star in the true sense? I mean, he's, he's kind of awkward, right? That, that whole thing with Michael Rappaport, that was kind of embarrassing as far as I'm concerned. It, he's a little sensitive, a little thin-skinned for New York. Um, I don't really look at him as much of a leader. Uh, his, his entrance into New York, to me, is kind of being led by Kyrie. In, in a lot of sense, I think Kyrie is a bigger star than Durant in the terms of what you're saying for, for being out there and being outspoken. And he led Durant. Like, I look at Durant. I don't want to say anything disparaging, but it's almost like he was led like a like a like a dog into into New York by Kyrie. He followed Kyrie, and Harden seems to be the the bigger leader on that team as far as dragging that team. I know he's been hurt, but but Jay, do you know what I'm saying? Like even his career in the NBA, he's always been that guy that just kind of been content to, content to just go out there and play basketball and let everybody else be the leader. Let everybody else be outspoken. All right, Curry, let it be your team in Golden State. I'll hit the big shots and I'll win the MVP, but let it be your team. You know, Kyrie and Harden, let you you guys be the star and I'll and I'll, just, and I'll just hit a bunch of shots and be a champion. Is is he really a star in the terms that Chris Canty's talking about? Well, the star aspect, I mean, the, the personality-wise, right? Like, uh, Kevin is a very polarizing entity, and I think that gives a level of intrigue. But, you know, I have to agree, Don, to an extent, right? Like, Kyrie is very outspoken. I think what happened, Don, is as we continue to get deeper into the basketball season when the playoffs come around, I think that's when the significance and the value of Kevin Durant will show up. But I don't think KD will ever be that guy that will say the things that Kyrie or James Harden would say. It's just going to be different. It's a very interesting But Cheetah was like that, too. It didn't matter. He was still a star. star. And obviously, longevity and championships has a lot to do with that. But Cheetah was a Yankee. That's right. Cheetah wore the pinstripes. That's my point. It's like if Kevin Kevin Durant had went to the Knicks, I think New York will look at him differently. A a question I had that we, we said New York. We didn't say New York City. Do we try to put Josh Allen in that conversation, Don? Or is he not there yet? Has he not arrived yet because he's kind of like not in the city? Do you not see the swag? Because Buffalo would think differently, right? 
Ah, but we're getting into that whole conversation. Is that really is? I know Buffalo's in New York State, but when you say New York, you don't think of Western New York, right? right? You, you think of you think of the trappings of the city, right? There's something. There's a cachet about playing in New York City, right? The bright lights, the media. Buffalo is in New York, but they don't get f- followed the way that the New York teams do. Because they're not really when you think New York, you're thinking New York City, and there's that big difference, right, of the being in Western New York and being in Buffalo, which is really in relation to a lot of the markets, very, very small, very, very remote. But Josh Allen needs a little bit more time to simmer, right? It's really been that those two those two years and really coming together this year. But I think would Jim Kelly have ever been on this list? Mm, no, but uh, if you know we what? Did if jo- it thirty if, years ago, Donnie, if Josh Allen was a Jet. Then he'd be on this list, right? I mean, that, like that's, that's, true. that's probably that's probably how it works. Donnie, <laughs> before we let you go, we had another debate earlier in the show. We got a ton of calls on it as well, and you're always good at this stuff. So I, I have to ask you about. It. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but you're always good in these situations. We we saw um, Bryce Harper's cleats, and he had the Philly fanatic on his cleats before the game, and it was kind of cool. And you're thinking about mascots, and we thought about what, what are the most unnecessary mascots in sports today, like that we know of. And I thought right away of gritty with the flyers because it's just what is that and why you know but can you think of one that you've always looked at and thought i just want to punch this thing in the face oh, right now all of them i mean i i <laughs> until i had kids you know un- until i had kids right um now i see why they're so important right but uh, but gritty gritty makes no sense but he's phenomenal he's one of the great mascots of all time he's been here for five minutes and he's everywhere and like He's he's now made it like on t- the Tonight Show. People are talking right. about him, so it's working. But I, I can't really say for now. But in my lifetime, the Mets mascot back in the seventies was Metal the Donkey. What? Before metal. Mr. It was Met? a donkey. Before it was, it was a donkey, but it was metal. metal. Like in Met M E T. Yeah. Metal the donkey, yes. and I and I used to say to myself, "Wait a minute, you're." Yeah. Your your mascot's a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> what better represents your franchise than that? <laughs> but since I've had the twins, I realized that once I start taking to them a game and, and then I get over the heartbreak of them not caring about what's happening on the court, the field, or the ice because they'd rather just eat ice cream and run up and down the aisle, right. that I'll probably appreciate the mascot to at least entertain them in some sports way. But as soon as you said mascot, I always think about metal, the donkey. <laughs> Anybody that's too young or too old um, will appreciate that. But check it out. Look it up on the Internet. It, it's one tremendous. of the more uh, embarrassing moments in Mets history. Uh, and believe me, as a Met fan, I can tell you that list is very, very long. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, I knew you'd come through. You're the best. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, All man. right, guys. Thanks, man. Don LaGreca joining us on the Goodyear Hotline from the Michael K. Show in New York City, ESPN 98.7. That is absolutely fantastic. But coming up, speaking of Kevin Durant, as we talked about him for a minute there, and Donnie did reference it, Kevin Durant apologized for some messages that he sent through social media. Why do these controversies continue to follow him? We will discuss next on KJZ ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. You guys saw what I did there, right? Yeah, yeah. Trying, to co- <laughs> trying to cozy up to Roy Williams and all the Carolina you, fans. I, I saw that. I was going to ask you how great is great, though, but, you know, well, I decided I would leave that at that for you personally. Yeah. Well, great, yeah, there's legendary, then there's great. Like, there are levels to it, I think. KJZ, ESPN Radio, Alan Hahn, Chris Canty, Jay Will, <laughs> and my mentions are completely now on fire. This is in Fuego. Well, they should be. Yeah. They should be. And I need to just understand something that when I when, – Absolutely I, ridiculous. Socrates once said – when the debate is lost, slander is the tool of the losers. <laughs> and so I kind of went there when I, had to, I, when I, I was losing to, the fight with you, Jay. He, he put you to, on the spot yeah. when he asked you to come up with your top five I try to tell people, you know, like when you're live on air, it's like being at the barbershop sometimes or, you know, being at the barbecue or the mm-hmm. cookout, as some people like to call it, yeah. you see, you know. Yeah. Um, and everybody's witnessed this. Like if, if you're relaxing – and you get into one of these debates, and somebody starts to get you a little bit like, you just start reacting. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not really thinking all the way through. You just react. And I feel like it was one of those moments for you, Alan. I had a moment, yeah. Again, my wife, proud North Carolina alum, Ooh, played softball there for four seasons. <laughs> I know a lot of her friends probably not happy with me either. I, I, am, I am a huge North Carolina fan. But and, that was your reaction. That that was was my, your, I'm that sorry. That was your initial reaction. Dean Smith. Here, then there's everyone else. That's just how it goes. But uh, please don't bring me down this path again. Uh, just so you know, Jay, ESPN Richmond did tweet at us as well. Oh, we are in the South. They okay. made it clear. Yeah. Okay, Richmond, Virginia. Virginia yeah. Just yeah. in case you were wondering. So I don't know if Once you want to maybe have a mea culpa about no, that just, little state. I'll let that be. You're going to leave that one alone? Are you sure? <laughs> let you that go, sit in you the that one too? Let that one breathe. Okay. Well, you know what? All maybe right. Maybe Kevin Durant could also have a moment too where he feels like, let's let that one just go away as he had himself a back and forth that went public, which he wasn't supposed to, at least on his end. He and uh, actor and comedian Michael Rappaport, uh, that Rapp decided to go public with it, using taking some DMs and posting them uh, on Twitter about some threatening language and, and other type of slurs that he used towards Rapp. And Kevin Durant at first thought like nothing of it because this is just the two of us. This is how we always talk. Rappaport said, no, it's not. And Kevin Durant then offered this apology. I'm sorry that people seen uh, that language I use. That's not really what I want people to see and hear from me. Hopefully I can move past it and get back out on the floor. So I kind of, I want to go off on this for a second because I think it's something really messed up in society. After seeing the spat back and forth between Michael Rappaport and KD, 
I, I had a very long conversation with my wife because I was, I was just disappointed in general. I was disappointed in both people. I called Rappaport. Rap and I talked. He's like, well, he threatened my wife. And I looked back. I was like, oh, he didn't really threaten your wife. But, like, I, I, I know this is what you do, Rap. You didn't have to post that. Okay. That was how I felt about Rap. That's more like what Rap, rap Report does. Fine. Yeah. KD, I always go because KD's like a brother, right? But I'm always going to keep it real with people. I'm like, I just, why do you need to get to that point with people on social media? Why? You don't need to. You're exponentially bigger than that. You don't need to dive down to people's degree and start trash talking for the sake of trash talking. And the even more disappointing thing about it is I know all the things that KD does in the community, right? This takes away from that. Overshadows it. And what happens when I see Kevin Durant, who is the leader of young men, young people look up to KD about what they can be who come from lower socioeconomic backgrounds, right? They then see that. And then when I go online, I see people like Barstool Sports that praise that type of behavior. I don't want that type of behavior praised. People don't need to say, hey, good job, Kevin. You destroyed Mike Ryan. You told no. him. I didn't get a chance to talk to Katie about it. I didn't get a chance to talk to him about it. But I don't want to see that type of behavior praised. Like, and that's the problem with social media. Mm. For all the great things that social media has provided us with the pandemic, keeping us closer to one another, allowing us in an age where people are isolated more than ever to connect, we then have these type of things that happen where people want to gloat about it and say, yeah, good job, way to get him. No. I don't want young people to see that and think it's okay to talk to people that way. If you have a beef with somebody, instead of going on DM, call them on the damn phone. Go talk to them face-to-face. Yep. Like, I, people don't like well, to do that anymore. Well, actually, in yeah. the DM, that's what he was looking well, for. Well, he, he was saying, well, it was – He, he it, told it Rap like, to meet gonna, somewhere. Hey, meet me somewhere to fight. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm not saying that. Like, CeCe, if I have a problem with you, like, if it's to that point – Yeah, let's get our issue face-to-face. Let's not be Twitter gangsters. But, I mean, speaking what KD did – you never want to see an athlete take that kind of tone on social media, use derogatory language. Like, and, and beyond that, you can't win that argument. Like, no. You can't win it. Like, there's, there's, there's nothing to be gained by going back at Michael Rappaport, but he's getting everything because it's the attention that he's looking for. And so, a- I mean, I just feel like you're setting yourself up to take the L in a situation that you don't have to. If you just let that situation breathe, if you punt on that, you ultimately win because people are still going to be interested in what you have to say. Nobody's going to really be interested in what Michael Rappaport has to say unless your name is attached to it. And just know this, it's a valuable lesson for everybody. What you write down on your phone when you press send can be used against you in a court of law. Yep. Either the court of law of the real judge or the court of law of public opinion. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, we've seen multiple. I, I don't know what the end case scenario is with Deshaun Watson, but people are going back through his DMs. Who would you send DMs to? How are you talking to people? All that stuff follows you. So everybody's like, well, I'm not part of media. No, everybody is part of the media now. Hmm. Everybody is part of the media. I'll leave it at that. Now, the take I had on it is, and unfortunately with Kevin Durant, I do think he lives in the world of basketball all the time. And we all know in basketball, we just trash talk. But that's just what we do. Like when it's competitive – it's just we trash talk. And now it's become something that, that that type of world has moved into video games. Where when people play video games on the network, the stuff they say to each other, the things they say to oh, each Myers other. Myers Leonard. Myers example. Leonard is a great example of somebody that just forgot, his, just was in the moment mm-hmm. where trash talk goes on. 
I mean, there's legendary trash talk, Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson. I mean, over the years, the things that they've said to each other on court. I've had players tell me stuff that's been said to them that they cannot believe what's said to them. But they know it's in the moment, it's in the game. You know, that's just, that's just part of competition. And, like, because everybody records their video game sessions, their gaming, all that stuff, like, now that stuff gets out there because of social media. And yep. you start to see it. And you don't, in, in times, like, a lot of, again, regular people don't understand when you're kind of lost in the competition of a game, you don't even know what the hell you're saying. And I think Kevin, in some, some cases, when people challenge him, he just stays in basketball mode and feels, I have to now come back at you. I, have to, I, I can't let you get away with that. And you're saying something, Jay, that I don't know if it's ever registered with him, and we've watched him throughout his career be an alpha in the moment on the court, but is he an alpha in life, meaning – I don't like. I'm not going to your level. I'm above that. I'm above you. That stuff, like that's. I'm Teflon to that kind of criticism from you or anybody else. Doesn't mean anything. Kevin hasn't just gone after an actor and a comedian. He's gone after regular people. He's taken on people that have like three followers. So I just wonder if he understands the difference between competition and basketball trash talk and real life. You're a grown man kind of thing. That's the part I think. That, that I don't know if he understands it. He apologized, and of course, it's all about move on, and we'll forget about it once he finally gets back on the basketball court. <clears throat> Excuse me. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. So let's get to football. We'll go through some pro day season superlatives mm. the throw of the pro day, <laughs> the overthrow of the pro day, and everything else. All coming up next after Jay has this from Straight Talk. It's time for some straight talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half? <laughs> that feels really good. Like walk-off home run in the ninth inning kind of good. Okay, maybe not that good, but pretty darn good. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month. Up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Last night you discovered streaming. We're talking about it. It's changed the way you live. How many okay. cable boxes did you have back in California? Maybe That's the real question. North of 18? What? Yeah. North of 18 cable boxes. This is Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
all right, we've got to do this because apparently now there's such thing as a pro day season. And it's KJZ ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance, Alan Hahn, Chris Canny with Jay Will. So let's go through some of these pro day season superlatives. We begin. The rant of the pro day season. Nothing, because I won't watch it. Uh, I, I could care less. You know, I'm not, I, <laughs> yes, I, 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 I love it, Mel. Yeah, I I, yeah, pro days to me. If I, I'll give, I'll give you some evidence to justify a rant about pro days. Okay. Okay. Jamarcus Russell, according to Eric Todd, Todd, Todd McShay, my good friend Todd, had the best pro day ever. Right. <laughs> Peyton Manning may have had the worst pro day ever. Bouncing passes, wobbly balls, GMs rolling her eyes. If it was, it was Peyton Jones, not Peyton Manning, it'd be a third round pick. I've heard all this garbage and nonsense for four, uh, 43 years now. So I, I learned after all that to say, really, pro days? Teddy Bridgewater. Should he wear a glove? Did he wear a glove? <laughs> Did the glove import? What's that with the glove? Oh, Did you hear about, remember all that yes. stuff with Teddy Bridgewater? He turned out to be a pretty good quarterback, right? Not great, but pretty good. Mm-hmm. A lot better than people thought when he said after the pro day, what's the deal here? So to me, guys, no, I don't think pro days. 40 times vertical jumps. Tom Brady had a 5-2-4-40 and a 24 vertical. He went in the late sixth round because of that. And people are saying now you can't win as a pocket guy. I heard people say, hey, as a defensive player, I'd much rather face the pocket guy than a dual threat. Would you rather face Tom Brady or Mitch Trubisky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, the, that's the bar that's classic for Mel. Would you rather face Tom Brady or Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, exactly. That's great. Mel Kuyper was on our show. Wrong, though. Uh, and that's the thing. That, that was with us uh, was when the pro day season, <laughs> which we didn't even know existed, started. And Mel Kuyper let you know, I don't watch any of this stuff. But, Chris. Pro day season and silly season coincide with one another because all of this misinformation is out there about who teams like, who they don't like, what guys are moving up, what guys are sliding back. Don't believe any of it. Mm-hmm. Go back to the tape that you got on this guy and trust that evaluation because that's what matters most. doesn't matter what he runs in a 40 in underwear. It matters can the guy <laughs> play football. Well, with that in mind, you, you referenced it. It leads us to the next item. The smokescreen of the pro day season. The 49ers or the Jets? The 49ers moving up to number three in the draft and then deciding to go to Alabama's pro day rather than Ohio State's pro day, making it everyone believe they want Mac Jones at number three? Or would it be the Jets who put Sam Darnold on the mast of their website when promoting season tickets for 2021, despite the fact that they own the number two pick? And everyone believes they're supposed to take Zach Wilson, which is the bigger smokescreen. I think it's the 49ers moving up to three. Like everybody's saying that they love Mac Jones and they're out on Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Don't believe none of that. Don't believe none of it. They moved up to number three. They had to know that there were three quarterbacks in this draft that they would like because there's the potential for the two teams that are ahead of them to take quarterbacks, preferably the one. Uh, potentially the one that they prefer. So there's no way that the 49ers are locked into just one quarterback. No way, no shot. Are we are we that gullible? Yes. Like are we, we're that gullible. <laughs> well, they're going to see Mac Jones. They're not going to see Justin Fields. They've already seen Justin Fields. Like they're part of the same QB collective group. Him and it's – these are the little things that just drive me crazy. Yeah. I'm with you all the way, CC. Like it would have been a better smokescreen if the Jets put on their, on their website – the number two pick. Yeah. <laughs> and use that to sell season Joe, ticket Joe holders. Douglas. Yes. Joe Douglas in the war room would have <laughs> right? been a better yes. picture, right? All right, we'll have more on, on uh, Zach Wilson and where he actually might want to be versus where he will go coming up next. But now the next item in the pro day season is actually a funny one. The throw of the pro day season. 
Actually, I thought this would be the unnecessary, but we'll get to this. The throw of the pro day season, Zach Wilson going from hash mark to hash mark, opposite. Literally what led to this, that's where the soundbite came from. It was a nice throw, but it got maybe way more hype as we're showing it right now. What, way more hype than maybe it deserved, Chris? Uh, I'm not going to take it there, Al, just because it was so easy for Zach Wilson to put that ball out there. Mm. Drifting to his left, flick of the wrist, throwing back right, and that ball gets there in a hurry. I just, the arm talent is undeniable by Zach Wilson. I'm not going to say it's a throw that nobody else on planet Earth can make, mm-hmm. but that's pretty special to be there in person and see that guy make did, that did, play. Was it that I, breathtaking that we had to overreact to it, though? Well, yeah. I think it was the way that, that when the announcers talked about it, they said, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, look at, just look at the body. Look at the way he tilts the show. It was the way they described it. Yeah. I agree with you, though, yeah. CC. It's, that's not easy to do. It just seemed like a little bit overly dramatic with the way they described it. I will tell you this, Jay. When you get up close and personal with certain quarterbacks and you see them throw the football mm-hmm. as opposed to other quarterbacks, it's just different. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Like Michael Vick, when he was throwing the football, it's just different. Flick of the wrist, saw it in college, saw it in the league. It's just different. From all accounts, it sounds like Zach Wilson has that same type of arm talent. All right. Well, from the throw of the pro day season to this. The over. Throw of the pro day season. Mac Jones at his pro day with the Niners there had some good throws. Then he also had a couple of overthrows. (laughs) And I was told while he was overthrowing receivers, as we see again, well, that's a good thing. Because it shows arm strength. I don't think Kyle Shanahan felt like it was a good thing when Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Was that a good thing? No, that was was not not a good thing. That's not a good overthrow. Mm -hmm. I mean, and when there's no pass rush and no defensive backs covering the receivers and you're still overthrowing guys, that ain't exactly what you want, Jay. That's just me, though. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan be like, damn it! This smoke screen blew up in our face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's no way we're taking this guy after everybody's freaking out about Zach Wilson. There goes our plan. Or maybe Mac Jones was tanking going, I want to go to New England. What are you guys talking about? Although, as we have pro days for our quarterbacks and everybody else and we're watching them and overthrow and great throws and all that stuff, there's also this. The most unnecessary of the pro day season. Trevor Lawrence. Why bother? The great point. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why bother. There shouldn't have been but one team. He's not to even show. stepping into it. <laughs> <throw. laughs> hey, Al, there shouldn't have been but one team to even show up to the whole damn thing right. in the first right. place. Because right. like, nobody else is going to have the chance to draft Trevor Lawrence. Urban Meyer came out of retirement and made the jump from college to pro just so he could have a chance to coach that guy up. You know there's no stress on you when your hair barely moves throughout the entire workout, and that's yeah. happened to Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> head and shoulders commercial? Oh, up for easily. Trevor Lawrence, head and shoulders? Easily. That's got to happen. That's or so glow. Right? so glow, so glow, one of the two. Let your soul glow. Coming to America Part 3 part with, three. with Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> even know so what Soul Glow would do. It needs more hair. diversity, so you got to go guys Trevor Lawrence. It's, it's, that, it's that version of it too, yes. right? You'd have Trevor Lawrence on the box and everybody just going, do I need that? I guarantee you somebody would buy it. Some white dudes out there going, oh, I got to get some Soul Glow. I need that. And, show and you know day. what he's saying? I'm going to kill him with this yeah, one. I'm going to kill him, with, kill this him with this one. No doubt about it. Steve Young killed us with something he said about Zach Wilson. We will discuss that next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, ESPN Soul Glow.